0: Good morning, Summit Church. How's everybody feeling and doing so far this morning? Good? Yeah? Okay, good. That's that's nice. Hey, uh, my name is Chris. I am the impact pastor for our middle and high school students. And I'll go ahead and tell y'all, it is so nice to be up here this morning with y'all because you're normal people. Okay. Hey, I- Just joking, you know, I see a lot of our Impact students in here and some of our leaders. Our middle and high schoolers, y'all, they are not the future generation. They're not the next generation. They are this generation. And seeing what God's doing in their lives and through their lives, it's awesome. So if you've never heard about Impact, it's a scene. It's crazy. You ever want to find out more, come on by. We'd love to talk to you. But um, seriously, y'all do smell a lot better than they do, okay? And I don't know if it's just, you know, I think camp is in the air, But I'm telling you, in two or three nights from now, with Camp Kids Summit in here, oh boy, howdy. It is going to be some strong aromas in here, okay? And we're so glad. I I love being up here with y'all. Thanks for letting me be up here. Uh, Pastor Jonathan gave me the opportunity to be up here with y'all, and I think it's because it's volume four of Legendary, and I am officially the tallest person on staff. Some of y'all are tall. I see it. You know, tall people, we stick together, don't we? But... Since I'm on staff and I'm the tallest person, I get to talk to y'all about David and Goliath. That's right. No more repeating things. I know that's what I do with students, and I drive them crazy. So, But, I mean, and listen, all I, the tall people in the room are watching online. You know how it is. We get these tall jokes all the time. How's the weather up there? Did you play basketball? How tall are you? Well, I'm not as tall as Goliath, Okay. We'll leave it at that. Hey, and as we kind of get going, I also know this. Okay, I have to do this. Pastor Jonathan, he taught, he cast a very tall giant, if you may, shadow up here. So I hope that I don't sell myself too short of any of your expectations. I'm sorry. I'm a dad. I had to. It's just some low-hanging fruit. Okay, I had to do it. All right, y'all are all over it. We're done. All right, no more high jokes. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm done. I apologize to my wife for that. Okay, but... We're in this series known as Legendary talking about how God does extraordinary, amazing things through ordinary people in the Bible. And we're talking this morning about little old David, about 14-year-old David, before David becomes the second king of Israel, one of the greatest leaders in all the Bible. We're going to look at him before that. And yeah, he made some mistakes. He messed up. He was broken like all of us are, right? But he was a man after God's own heart and we're going to look and see how he kind of got there what prepared him for that it was something he did every single day versus Goliath the champion of all champions i mean this dude was thanos before the avengers a massive monster of a man like barney on steroids or something you know like you don't want to mess with this guy he was crazy how in the world could it ever be the little 14 year old david could bring down A champion like Goliath. A giant that grown men had no chance against. Something Hollywood couldn't write. And Hollywood didn't write it. Thankfully God did. And in pop culture today, the hero story, in sports today, anytime you're watching an upset or a game, you know, it's always say it's the Cinderella story. It's the underdog. It is the true David and Goliath matchup. So as we get going with David and Goliath here, you know, as we kind of get rolling here with like the Rogue One before the Star Wars, the Hobbit before the Lord of the Rings, the backstory that gets us here for David is where we're going. And I have a question for us. We get started. Is this: Have you ever faced something so giant in your life you didn't know what to do? Some I mean, of you might be like, uh, "Yeah, Disney World in the summer." <laughs> what in the world was I thinking? Because nobody goes to Disney in the summer, right? except for everybody else. I had to pack. I had to pack my kids. I had to pack my husband. We had to pack the car. We had to drive all the way there. And it's only 200 degrees there with 1,000% humidity and lines and lines and crazy. Some of y'all would be like, no, nah, that's not a giant I'm facing. Hey, next week, July 4th is coming. Mama wanted everybody to go to the beach. You know, grandma wanted everybody to be there, so she rented a house on the beach. And we're all gone. And our in-laws are going, our extended family going. All 16 of us packed into a house with three or four rooms. I don't know how it's gonna happen. Oh, it might be a miracle, All right? If that's you, we're praying for you, okay? Some of y'all might be like, the giant thing I face is just going home every day after work, I have no idea what the kids have done to the house. There's gonna be like dishes stacked in the sink with this new form of bacteria and fungi, and like Nat Geo needs to come check this stuff out probably. The laundry is so high, like it's all the way against the ceiling fan. I'm just saying, Whit and I have, yeah, we've got some of that. But for some of y'all, the giants are real. For some of y'all, the giant of marriage is real. And like you used to be the person that, you know, y'all loved each other. You did everything together. You couldn't take your eyes off of her. Now you can't even stand looking at her. And communication and conflict has gotten so big and so bad, and now you're like, I don't even know where to start. This is such a mess. How do we get back? Parenting. Oh, yeah, that parenting thing again? (laughs) You ever have a four-year-old? I heard, like, the United States does not negotiate with four-year-olds. That's what it should be. If you don't believe me, oof. Please, just don't remember back to that face, okay? (laughs) Or teenagers. Man, we love them. But teenagers, y'all know, All of a sudden, you'll hear them start saying things and making sounds and doing things, and you look at your spouse, and you're like, what in the world? Who is that? She gets that from your mama, babe. I know you can't say it. I can, but I'm not talking about my mother-in-law. I love her so much, okay? So parenting is hard. Maybe it's not parenting for you. Maybe it's you and your spouse. You you so badly want to have kids, and it's health complications, and things won't let it happen. Maybe the giant you're facing right now, you don't know what to do is separation or divorce. You feel alone. You can't find anybody. You want a relationship so bad, and you just can't, doesn't work. <laughs> Maybe it's a breakup. You're dating, and everything's going well, and then it's not, and now your life is like, how do I even move forward? What do I even do next? I don't know. Maybe for you it's a job thing. You don't know what to do about your job. There's transitions going on in your job and you're not really excited about it. You know, maybe you got fired, maybe you got laid off and you have to go and do the whole interview process somewhere else, again, that's giant, it's massive. How do you even get started? Some of y'all, maybe it's a mental health thing, which is so real. My wife and I have journeyed through this with postpartum and I've been trying to be with her and support her and lead her and goodness, she's such a stronger person than I'll ever be. But that is no joke, it's real. The journeys, y'all, we all have some giants. And it's more than that. For some of us, it, it, it can be another health thing. You went to the doctor for what you thought was just to check up. But you know, whenever you turn 40 and they close the door, the doctor's appointments change forever now. And you're like, oh, man, I thought I had to just worry about Carolina actually having a good basketball team. And now I got a lot more to worry about next year. <laughs> that stuff is crazy. Crazy. And it happens for just about each and every one of us, probably, we're facing a giant right now. Maybe your giant you're facing right now is actually the fact that he's not here anymore. She's not there anymore. Your mom, your dad, one of your siblings, one of your good friends, your grandma, your grandpa, your aunt, your uncle, they passed away, and they're not gonna be here for this July 4th. They're not here anymore. They used to always make the burgers. They used to always grill, and now I don't even know what to do. That's hard. Some of us are facing giants right now in this room or watching online. You're not alone. We all have something in our life, and we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know what to do. About two months ago, my wife and I had a giant. Not literally, but we had a giant kind of fall in our front yard. It was not good. It was a Wednesday morning, probably about 5 a.m., Whitney is going to cycle bar, and well, she calls from the bottom of the steps. And, guys, if you're here and you're married, you know your wife's calling. We always listen, don't we? We do. Just act like we do. I'm just joking, okay? But seriously. All right. And she said, hey, babe, I'm uh heading out. And, you know, there's a couple of leaves and branches down in the front yard and in the neighbor's driveway. You might want to go check it out. And I said, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm in it. She leaves, comes back in the house and says, Hey, babe, I'm serious. Like, you might want to go talk to our neighbor because it's pretty bad. See, we used to, past tense, have a Bradford pear in our front yard. If you know anything about the Bradford pear, it is the gymnast of the trees, likes to do splits. Well, this was not a good split. This is what we woke up to there that morning. Um, Yeah, and it was a disaster. See, my neighbor was trying to go to work. and He couldn't really go to work because the Bradford Bear blocking his car. And the worst part about this, y'all, and I'll be very confident and say this, the handyman herself, my wife, who does all the mechanical handiwork in our family, is backing out, going to class. And I have to figure out how to handle this thing. Thankfully, my neighbor didn't have a lot of clues either. So I walked over there and I'm like, hey, man, we, uh, we got a tree down. It's like, yeah, we do. I didn't notice, man. I actually, I actually forgot this tree was in our front yard. I've ever it before. Okay. But, and I go over there and I'm like, hey, what do you want to do with this tree? He says, well, you got any clippers? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so bad. But still. To this day, I'm so glad, it's like you get a thought and you almost say it, and I'm so glad I didn't. But in my head, I'm like, now my brother Nick gave me some clippers for my beard at Christmas. I don't, I really don't think he's talking about these clippers. So I'm like, "Mm, mm mm-mm, my clippers. I got a screwdriver, I don't know how to use them. I really don't. And then I'm like, well, I got scissors. I didn't say that out loud either. He said, "Well, I got some uh, I got some hedge trimmers, and I'm thinking, all right, I go with this guy and the hedge trimmers, or do I wake up the person in the house who has probably more experience than either one of us combined, our six year old Iris who's resting before kindergarten? So I'm like, I'm gonna let her sleep before kindergarten, and let's try with the hedge trimmers." Well, he gets the extension cord from his garage. It's a long, orange extension cord plugged in. Kind of loop, you know, looping it over his shoulder, sitting there trying to. It sounds like, a, sounds like a trolling motor. Like, vroom, 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 vroom. And I'm like, oh, it must be plugged in. He's like, no, I don't, I don't think it's meant to go through this wood. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if it is either, man. Um, And about 12 hours later, no, I'm just joking. (laughs) It's happened. But we had no chance. We would still be there trying to clean up this mess in this tree. I mean, we're hitting the leaves. Thankfully, my wife called my father-in-law when she was leaving because we had no clue or experience at all what we were doing, and he came over with a chainsaw and chopped it up. Gracious, the beauty of a chainsaw, if I only knew, Right? I had no clue what was going on. I didn't know what to do. I just knew there was a massive, giant mess right here. And I didn't think I had one plan of how to handle it. Oof. Hey, some of us right now, we have a massive Bradford pear. Hopefully not down in your yard. If you do, don't call me, please. Call my wife, don't call me, okay? But we have this. And we don't know what to do. Y'all, we can't back out and go to work. We can't back out and go forward with our lives. We can't really focus on what God's doing right here around us in our lives because we're stuck with this giant health situation, this marriage problem, this family issue, this mental health struggle with anxiety and depression, which is more real than it's ever been, and we act like it's not there, but it leaves us frozen in place, and we don't know how to move forward. We got giants. A lot of us are walking in here right now facing a giant. We're watching and we're facing a giant and it's blocking us and controlling everything that we're trying to do. It's that doubt, it's that worry, it's that unknown. And here's a question I have for Summit Church here. right? As as we're rolling into the summer, we're we're, we're hanging here on this Sunday, what, what if we thought about it this way? What if God had a plan for you to deal with that giant something? What if he had a plan? What if he had a way? Ooh, what if he had a purpose? I know it's not fun. And even greater, what if it started right here today, every day? God's like, hey, I'm going to clean. Hey, I, we're going to clean this up. We are gonna get past this. I know it might not seem like it at all right now, but I got something. I'm getting you ready right now. Enter the story here. Little old David, 14-year-old shepherd boy David. All right, the whole story of David and Goliath. David, I love it here when Samuel talks about it, is the youngest, okay? And I'm gonna read this scripture here for us, but just keep in mind, nobody wants anything to do with the champion of all champions in Goliath, okay? And David is a 14-year-old shepherd boy. Let's set this up. David was the son of a man named Jesse, an Ephrathite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah, Jesse was an old man at the time. He had eight sons. Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shemiah, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. David was the youngest. His three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army. But David, he went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. Is anybody here the youngest of siblings? I saw my uh, some of us, oh, bless your hearts. Bless your little foot, I know. Hey, let's be honest, okay? The youngest, y'all are the babies, y'all got everything. I was the middle. And if you're the middle or the oldest, everybody looked at the youngest like, come on, man, really? You say the word curfew and they think you're ordering a drink at Starbucks. What is a curfew? A what? A who? Rules. We have no rules. At that point, it's like, there was no limits. They didn't get hand-me-down clothes because the clothes were so beat up and holy. And I'm not talking about Sunday morning. I'm talking about holy. That They just got brand new stuff. The babies always had it made. And David here kind of has made. Get this. I mean, he had seven older brothers. Woo. So you know David. And this was the thing about David here, okay? If If you're the youngest, please don't be offended, okay? But... Hey, you know what? You guys will be okay. You have everything else given to you in life. Okay, so here we go. I'm joking. Nick, I love you, little brother. Okay, but in all seriousness, David thought this. He thought his role was just to watch the sheep. That's it. This is my role in the family. This is what I have to do. I got to watch the sheep, man. Watching the sheep. My brothers, they're in the army. They're getting all the action, and my job is to sit right here, and watch these sheep. I gotta keep them watered. Gotta keep them fed. I gotta protect them. I gotta watch them. Because you know over in Bethlehem, they have those, you know, possums come and try to walk off with the sheep. I'm just saying. I guess y'all don't know what a possum is here in Kernersville, but you know, clearly they didn't. But they did have lions and bears over there, right? Maybe some coyotes, all right, but they would come and they would try and steal some of the sheep. So David's job all day, I gotta watch the sheep, man. I gotta watch them. I gotta make sure nobody comes to mess with them. I gotta keep them fed. I gotta keep them watered. I gotta make sure they're good all day. I'm gonna watch the sheep. I'm gonna watch the sheep. I'm gonna watch the sheep. Just going through the motions. I can only imagine at dinner, they sit down to eat and they probably say, hey, well, well, well David, let's hear about your day. How was your day? And David probably said, you know, not bad. You know? <laughs> oh, this is the last one. I promise it's the last one. Okay. <laughs> and older brothers are so annoyed by him like, oh, this baby gets everything. <laughs> okay. Oh, and by the way, the other thing he did besides watching those sheep, oh, all the other thing he did was take food to his brothers. He was a glorified Grubhub, Uber Eats, or DoorDasher. And he delivered the food to his brothers. And you can only imagine his older brothers, right? If you're an older brother, you get it. He comes, David comes in there, strutting, looking at the army and everything going on. The little 14 year old, older brothers are like, dude, you gave me chicken fingers. Where's, where's my ranch, man? Got the ranch? You forgot the Chick fil A sauce, dude? Go, David, go. Go. It, it, you can't forget that, man. <laughs> Is this homestyle ranch? Did you make this? Or did you pick this up at the store? Okay. That's all he did. Again, water the sheep, feed the sheep, watch the sheep, protect the sheep. Water the feet, water the sheep, feed the sheep, watch the sheep, protect the sheep. All day. And then he would bring food to his brothers. Going through the motions again and again and again in his every single day. And that's, thought, that's what he thought the only thing was he was supposed to be doing. He said, that's it. This is it. This is the only thing i was supposed to do is this, this right here. I'm watching the sheep, going through the motions, bringing food to my brothers. Woo. Now, Let's flip it, and let's look at Goliath. Enter the story here, massive Goliath. Watch your head as you come in the doorframe, bro, because you're probably gonna hit the ceiling, right? Nine and a half feet tall, giant. Check this out here. As Samuel talks about him, 1 Samuel 17, 4 through 8, we see Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. Like, I mean, you massive. Let's keep going. He wore a bronze helmet. His bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. That's probably about as much as David, maybe a little bit less. He also wore bronze leg armor. He carried a bronze javelin On his shoulder. This is a mountain of a man. This is Bigfoot before Bigfoot, y'all. I'm just saying, he's a monster. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam, right? So it's like a telephone pole this dude's walking around with, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 more pounds. He's huge. His armor bearer, get this, he was so big. He was such a warrior. He was such a giant that he had somebody carry his own shield for him. And that guy was bigger than David. He was a grown man. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. This dude is a monster, right? This dude, he was, he was the Thanos. He was the Darth Vader before Star Wars. He was the villain of all villains, the biggest, baddest dude on the block. He was like the rock. Nobody wanted to mess with him. And this is what Goliath did every day. David's out there watching sheep. Possum, cow, going to run out of the way, right? Taking care of that, feeding them, watering them, doing what he did, bringing food. And this dude is training, he's fighting, he's a warrior. He's treated like a superhero every day, like a god. And this is what, this is what Goliath would come out and say, though. This is cool. This is like where he would strut almost every day. We have a great Pyrenees that runs our house with our children, truly, okay? And she's a year old, and she barks and keeps up the entire neighborhood every night because she barks at every sound at night. I don't know why, but if you're my neighbor, I'm really sorry, okay? Whitney wanted to get her, okay? But here we go. So, in all seriousness, Goliath would go out and bellow this huge bark, a loud bark, at the Israelite army. This is David's brothers, you know, everybody out there. And they were terrified of this guy. Check out, Goliath stands, Again, nine and a half feet tall, massive man. Shouts a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? Watch this. He keeps going. He says, I'm the Philistine champion. You're only the servants of Saul. Y'all aren't even soldiers. You're not even warriors. You're servants of a king. This is what I do every day. I've prepared, I've built, I've been ready. I've trained for this. Forget America's next American Ninja Warrior or American Gladiators. Like, Goliath would have shut all that down immediately, okay? Don't act like you don't like American Gladiators. It was the best, okay? Goliath says this, choose one man, one man to come down here and fight me, one man. Just choose one. And what I think was hilarious, probably here at this time, like, all the soldiers probably turn around and be like, you got any twos? Go fish. I ain't miss hunt. Let's just turn this way. Let's not look at him. We're not gonna deal with Goliath. That dude is no joke, man. I'm not touching that guy. This is like the O'Doyle before the Adam Sandler movies. He's like that bully that comes out. O'Doyle oh, rules, like. Holding it down, giving kids swirlies. He's a kid on the blacktop in elementary school that's the biggest bully there, probably been held back two or three years, bless his heart, okay? But, and I'm sure he's doing great now, grown up. I probably shouldn't have said that, I'm sorry. But in all seriousness, this is Goliath. Nobody wanted anything to do with him. Just so happens, one day, Uber Eats pulls up and here's David. I got your ranch this time, brother. Okay, what about my Chick-fil-A sauce? Well, I forgot that one. Uh-huh. And he hears all this going on. And David sees his brothers and everybody else being like, oh, I'm good. I ain't right, you know, messing with this guy. All right. David's like, what are y'all? What's This guy? This big giant? Y'all are afraid? He, he's asking for one person to come fight. He's Goldberg and y'all asking who's next, and nobody wants any. You know what David does? David, I think, looks up at God. He's probably like, hey, God, is, uh, is, is this why, God? Is, is this why I've, I've been doing that every single day, watching sheep, fighting lions, fighting tigers, fighting bears? Oh, my, is this what I've been doing, God? Really? You've been getting me ready for this? Nobody else is going, seriously? Oh, I got it. I, okay. David's like, let's go. Okay, nobody else wants to go, I'll I'll go. This must be why. This is what you've been doing. I thought I was just watching sheep. I thought I was just bringing food, getting yelled at. I didn't know that you were doing this, God. You've been getting me ready. And it wasn't in training and combat, no, 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 no. You were getting me ready in my everyday life already. This is crazy. You know his brothers, oh David, don't do this, man, stop. You're the baby, you get everything already enough. I don't wanna hear this. And David's like, no, all right, God, I got it. Yeah, I'm next. I'll take next. He goes to the king. He goes to King Saul, who they they have a good relationship now. Goes a little south moving forward, but it's good right now, okay? And he goes to King Saul, and he says, hey, Saul, I got this. I got it. Trust me, I'm, I'm good here. Don't worry about this Philistine, who's nine and a half feet tall. I'll go fight him. Saul, who's the king, says, David, don't be ridiculous. Are you crazy? Did you remember my rants? You're crazy, bro. There's no way. Watch what Saul says. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You don't have a shot, man. You're only a boy. He's been a man of war since his youth. This is what he's done every day, getting ready every day for this. You don't have a chance. Look how he responds. David says, I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. Saul's probably like, uh, and, okay. All right. Well, I got a a guinea pig. What are you trying to say? When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, David said, "I go after it with a club. I rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it very peacefully, humanely to death." (laughs) Let's keep going. I've done this to both lions and bears. I wish it was tigers. but And I will do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he's defied the armies of the living God. And the last part here, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the claws of the bear, he's gonna rescue me from this Philistine. What David is saying hands down is this. He's like, hey, God's been preparing me for this. I got this. Is this it? Oh, okay, God. This is why the everyday happened. Wow, I thought I was just going through motions. You had a plan and a purpose. Hey, some God has a plan and a purpose for the giants we're facing right now. Some of us right now, you don't see it. You don't understand it. I don't understand it. We may never understand it, but God might be preparing you for something that is giant and huge, and it's gonna blow you away. What I think Saul probably does here is the funniest thing. You know Saul's sitting there in his court. This guy's official's next to him, and little David's there, and, I feel like Saul probably leaned and said to his advisors, "I right, he said, hey, make sure he signs a waiver. We're gonna, we're gonna need to get his mom and dad on, on Telegram. Let's get him, let him know. Get some flowers ready. It's not gonna be good. This dude doesn't stand a chance and he wants to go against Goliath? <laughs> God's been preparing me for this. David said, I got it. You don't understand, Saul. You don't know what God's been doing in my life. This is why I've gone through everything I went through for this moment right here. (laughs) So Saul literally says, all right, fine. We'll give him a chance. Waiver, is the waiver waiver signed? All right, cool, we got the waiver. We got permission. Um, Yeah, we'll find a place to have the service and stuff. But hey, we love you. Good luck out there, okay? And just imagine right then and there, Summit, What happens? He has to get armor. Saul gives him his armor. He says, hey, well, sure, you're, well, go ahead. Wear my armor. I'm the king. You can wear my armor and go out there and have fun. Represent me. He was too small for the armor. The armor didn't even fit him. (laughs) Well, David goes out there wearing exactly what he wore as a shepherd. I feel like he probably looked like little Indiana Jones, okay? Can't wait for it on Thursday. It's gonna be great. He has like his little, Not man purse, it's a satchel. Indiana Jones had one, okay? Come on now, stay with me here and check this out. David's there, little Indy versus massive Goliath and they're about to go. And Goliath is like, please tell me you brought the ranch, man. All right, I know you're delivering food again, I need the food. He's like, no, 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 I'm here to go at you. God has prepared me for you. You have no idea. Nobody else believes, but I know God's gotten me here for this very moment and reason. I'm ready. Goliath is laughing. He doesn't think there's a chance. He has no clue. And then God shows up as only God can show up right there, reaching into a shepherd's bag, taking out a stone. David hurls his sling. He hurls the stone with his sling, and he hits a Philistine directly in the forehead. Then it's the menace had nothing on him, man. Check this. We'll go keep going. The stone sinks in, hits Goliath. Goliath stumbles, and he falls face down on the ground. See, David realized something. David realized God had been getting him ready for that moment the whole time, every day in his life, every day, every day, every day. When that moment showed up, he said, this is it. I knew it. God had to do something. I wasn't just watching sheep. I wasn't just getting food. There was more. Hey, there's more for us with our Bradford pairs, with our giants. There is more. I don't know what it is. Wouldn't it be great to find out though? Hey, what if this question right here as we wrap this up, what might God be preparing you for right now in your life? When you think you're just watching sheep, you think you're just getting food. You think you're just going through the motions every day. No, there's more. Don't you want to know what that could be? This is how we get there. You ready? This is how we get there. The giant walk away for us. That one day giant moment, that Goliath moment that we're going to have, right, that God wants to get you to, is connected to this day every day. That one day, that giant moment, In your future, next week, next month, next year. I don't know what it is. Nobody knows what it is except for God. It is connected, though, to this day. Every single day, God is preparing and working in your life. He's working in your heart. He's working in our marriages. He's working with our kids. He's working with our relationships. He's there. He's preparing. Do we see it? Are we ready? Are we leaning on him? My challenge for us to get there, Summit, is this right here. The one thing I think that we can do to help us get there every day is to be faithful with our every days. Be faithful with your every days. You're not just watching sheep. You're not just getting food. You're not just a parent. You're not just a husband. You're not just a wife. You're not just an employee, right? You're not just a student. Y'all are changing the world. Be faithful with our everydays. Keep praying for the things in your life that you're asking God and you need help with. With your mental struggles and your battles and anxiety and depression, it's real. With the health issues, it's real. With the job things, it's real. Right? We have to keep going, though. We have to be faithful. We have to keep going every single day and trust that God, hey, He might have something on the other side of this. He might have one of those this is it, God, moments. But we have to keep leaning. We have to keep trusting. We have to keep relying so God can get us there. Because if David wouldn't have, we wouldn't know about David and Goliath. We don't know if Israel would have won that war and battle. We don't know what would have happened to that nation, to God's people, to us being here today. That's the stuff that's legendary. And God wants to get us there right here, being faithful every single day with our giants. Because he's doing things right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we're in here this morning. We're watching this morning. We all have some giants. We have some Bradford pears, some messes in our life. Got things that we don't even know what to do with, where to start, how to address, how to figure out, how to keep going. I pray, Lord, that you just give us strength to take it one day at a time, being faithful with what you've given us, God, to continue to be that parent, to continue to be that spouse, to continue to be that friend, to continue the journey, God, whatever that might look like right now for us. God, we know we can't do this on our own. We know we need you. God, we also know, Lord, that you are not just present in our lives watching. You're present in our lives leading. And I pray that we'll continue to let us lead you and we'll keep praying and we'll keep leaning and we'll keep trusting God, So we know we're not just watching sheep every day. We know we're not just going through motions every day delivering food. You are at work. Father, we love you. Help us to lean on you fully and trust you fully in the journey as you're preparing. It's in Jesus' name we pray and we try our best to live and lean every day. Amen.